In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals lose two in a row to the Flyers. What do the Capitals have to do to get back into the win column? We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up or leave some comments. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked on Cap. So in this edition of Locked on Capitals, we will talk about Anthony Mantha back into the lineup and ultimately what was behind that. And then Dylan Strom was out of the lineup. And what does that mean for him? But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals, in fact, do fall two games in a row to the Philadelphia Flyers. And what ultimately is behind that. You know, it's interesting, the timing of everything. You know, Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom come back on paper. It seems like this team should be firing on all cylinders, but it's quite the opposite. Since Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom have come back, it seems like this team has lost a little bit of that chemistry that you saw them have in the month of December. And how did the Capitals get back into the win column as they have a game Monday night against the Islanders and Tuesday against the Wild? They don't have a lot of time to sit there and figure out what went wrong. Um, And, you know, this is a Capitals team that was playing the Flyers that... You know, if you take a look at the standings, aren't really that great of a team, but they have shown up as of late and played very well. And that is under the tutelage of John Tortorella, who always expects a lot of uh, from his players. And uh, that was definitely the case. Um, And I start I think you're to a certain extent what you're seeing is that Philadelphia Flyers team is starting to gel a little bit. Um, You know, it was kind of disjointed to start the season, but now that the systems are rolled out, you know, a little bit more than half a season already under John Tortorella, I think things are starting to come into focus a little bit, and that's why they are playing a little bit better. And they're also getting... Great production out of their netminder, uh, Hart, who has been one of the goalies around the league that we've heard for years that, you know, one day he is going to be one of the better goalies in the NHL. And he has shown up as of late and done a great job for the Philadelphia Flyers. But just taking a look at the score sheet for your Capitals, Alex Ovechkin was the only one to get on the board as the Caps fall 3-1. to one. And Darcy Kemper, you know, finding a little bit of inconsistency as of late. He saved 22 of 25. And I don't want to put this squarely on his shoulders because a goaltender is only as good as the defense in front of him. And I think suffices to say that, you know, the Caps haven't been playing in top form in front of him. So I think that, you know, if you take a look at it, you see these losses that Darcy Kemper is taking. And you might think to yourself, man, he is just not dialed in. He is not as advertised. And I'm not going to say that there's none of the goals out there that he wouldn't like to have back. But what I am saying is that it's not just his play. It's the defense and the offense in front of him that's ultimately collapsing. But 
the Capitals, like I say, they don't have a lot of time to sit there and figure out uh, what went wrong. Uh, the Capitals begin the day Saturday with an optional morning skate, preventing any interested onlookers from getting a glimpse at what their lines might be for the game against the Flyers later in the evening, writes uh, NBC Sports Washington. What did tip their hand was center Dylan Strom stayed on the ice with the team's expected scratches, spending an extra session with Nicholas Abe, Kubel, Alex Alexiev, and Charlie Lindgren. While the rest of the team hit the locker room, Strom 25 had appeared in all 44 games for Washington this season, but appeared headed for the healthy scratch. And we'll talk a little bit more about Dylan Strom later in the show. I don't think that it's ultimately anything that he did per se. I think that, uh, you know, there might be some sort of analytics or something behind it, but ultimately I think that Dylan Strom has played a good job and done a good job this season for the Capitals. I just think to a certain extent, it was just trying to shake up the lines and see what they have with Anthony Mantha out on the lineup after he was uh, been scratched for a couple games there. That proved to be the case as Strom sat the night out while Anthony Mantha himself sitting out by coach's decision. The previous two games returned to reshuffle the lineup. Strom entered the day second on the team in assists, 23 and third in points, 31. Head coach Peter Laviolette spoke after the 3-1 to loss about why they decided to sit him. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. I don't think that ultimately that uh, Dylan Strom did anything wrong. I just think to a certain extent when a team faces losses like that, what they try to do is kind of shake up the snow globe a little bit and try to give a team a little bit different look. So on that particular night, they thought they would have a better chance at having Anthony Mantha in the lineup. And, uh, you know, Anthony Mantha is one of the players that's quite polarizing around the Washington Capitals. You know, quite often I hear comments, people going, they got to trade this guy. He's no good. Um, At the end of the day, Anthony Mantha serves as a good depth piece on this team. And um, I don't just, I don't think if they were going to trade him today, they were going to get that big return that all the Caps fans think they're going to get for him. And uh, some of the comments that I end up hearing is, if not now, when? And I'm not ruling out buyouts or anything like that, you know, if if that's the case. But I ultimately don't think that Anthony Mantha has done anything so, you know, egregious that's going to sit him permanently or trade him anytime soon. If I see a player getting moved before him, I would say it's Lars Eller, uh, just based on the fact that this is the last year of his contract. I'm not saying it's impossible for Anthony Mantha to get moved. I just don't think... Uh, that they would want to, you know, trade him away for whatever they would end up getting in return. Um, I just don't think that's the case. They've invested too much into him. And I think that, you know, to a certain extent, fans like to read into too, uh, into things too much. Players do go through cold and hot streaks. See Evgeny Kuznetsov, for example. You know, when he first came to the Capitals, he lit it up. And then he had an off season, and everyone said they should trade him. The following year, he had a record season. So sometimes you just have to be a bit patient with players. Sometimes they're hot and cold. And historically, that is what Anthony Mantha is. He is advertised. This is who we knew we were getting. He played the same way on the Red Wings. And let's think about who we traded for. We ended up trading away Jacob Verana, who never really seemed to find his way with the Capitals. And we know all the issues that he's having now on the Red Wings. So, you know, I wish uh, Jacob Verana nothing but the best, of course. But, you know, it's not like his career is, you know, flourishing uh, for the Red Wings either. It's not like um, a Philip Forsberg type situation for Martin Erat. I can understand that kind of frustration. But the whole Mantha-Jacob Verana trade, I, I just don't see 
the outrage. I don't see the outrage yet. Not to say that I won't see that at some point. I know that Anthony Mantha needs to work on his game, but as of right now, I don't believe that it's all doom and gloom. Lineup decisions have become more difficult this week after Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson returned from their respective offseason surgeries. The Capitals have rolled out different forward lines for each of their three games since they made their season debut and scored just five goals in three games, including three with the fourth line on the ice. And isn't that interesting? The fourth line that's generally around hockey revered as kind of the grind it line, kind of the tough guy line, maybe an AHLer plugged in there or a grizzled old vet. Um, it's the fourth line for the Capitals, Hathaway and Dowd, um, that seemed to get the most production and, you know, plug and play whoever that other player was, you know, originally Carl Hagelin, and then it was Malenstein and Alexi Protus. Um, but, uh, you know, Dowd and Hathaway, in and of them, the, those two guys themselves, they have played very well on that fourth line, having great uh, chemistry there. So there are some bright spots. It's just the Capitals have got to find a way to get back to it. And I ultimately think it's just a chemistry thing. I think it's Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom coming into the lineup. It just has kind of offset uh, the the pH, if you will, of the team. Uh, I think to, for a long time, it was all these other guys, players on the team in the month of December that were working as a group, knowing that they all needed to do it. And then I think, you know, to a certain extent, Nick Backstrom comes back, Tom Wilson comes back. Everyone's like, well, we can kind of you know, we can kind of lane back a, a little bit here because those two big pieces are on the team. Contrary to that belief, they still need to apply that same pressure if they want to continue to have December's uh, success. Make no mistake about it. The Capitals felt they gained some momentum offensively Saturday, even the loss racking up 40 shots against the Flyers. Goaltender Carter Hart as he put together one of his better outings of the season. And he did. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Carter Hart is kind of coming into his own, like everyone said he was going to. Any other game, 40 shots could be eight goals, Mantha said. We have the firepower in this locker room to do so. And like I said, the goalie played a good game. If we have maybe one or two extra rebounds, that might go in. It's a totally different game. Uh, but with that said, at the end of the day, it's all about a win is a win and a loss is a loss. And the Capitals get two losses in a row to the Flyers. It's not optimal, shall we say. And again, they have to be ready as tonight, Monday, they end up playing the Islanders. The next night, they play the Wild, two formidable opponents. Listen, it is what it is, Laviolette said. If we didn't have those players at the beginning of the season, we, not, we might not be sitting in the position that we're in. The guys that we signed came in and did a terrific job. We now have some guys back from injury, and we're trying to in, uh, integrate them. Guys we that want to see and get an opportunity to go out there and play hard. But when they come out, it's not necessarily because they needed to come out. He's played well for us all year. And that's what they're talking about, Strom there. People are, are liking to read into exactly why Strom has come out. And we'll talk about that in the upcoming segments. But I don't think uh, that you should read too much into it. I think that Anthony Mantha, you know, he had his skates moving out there. He was getting some production. He was getting some shots on net. Ultimately, he didn't find the back of the net, but it is, you know, signs of improvement. Um, again, I don't see Anthony Mantha going anywhere anytime soon. 
I also don't see the Capitals making any moves this year, uh, any big moves. If they do, it'll be something that's comparable to like a Sonny Milano or Nicholas Abe Kubel. I don't think they have the cap space for one, and I think this Capitals team still has it within them. If anything, they've gotten stronger. It's just that uh, Wilson and Backstrom need to find their way. All right, so after the break here, we will talk a little bit more about Dylan Strom, what kind of player he is, and how, as Caps fans, you shouldn't read too much into him getting removed from the lineup. We'll talk about that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted more energy. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I wanted to see what the hype was about. Now I've been taking it for several months and it doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to taking each morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Now, I personally take it because I have some young children at home, and if you have some young children, maybe you can relate to why you need that extra boost of energy. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting great. It supports better sleep quality and recovery. It supports mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing with the best thing. Athletic Greens uses the best based on latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up on the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment, we are going to talk about Dylan Strom, who we talked about was a healthy scratch for the latest game, the last game against the Flyers and what it ultimately means. And it's exactly what Peter Laviolette said. It's nothing that Dylan Strome has done in particular. It's just that I think to a certain extent, they are just going to rotate what guys come in and what guys come out until they achieve some sort of chemistry. As we know, you know, since Wilson and Backstrom have come back, the team has struggled with consistency. And I think that they've lost a bit of their step. They've lost that chemistry out there that you saw, especially in the month of December. So I think to a certain extent, they are just trying to shake things up a little bit and uh, get, you know, get some different looks, see if they can find uh, some, you know, chemistry out there. Strom's absence was noticeable as the power play went 0 for 3, but his absence raised more questions when the team suffered its third loss in four games after falling 3 to 1 and managing uh, to go down one level while Alex Ovechkin's 40 shots and a goal writes Washington Hockey Now. So they are struggling in certain regards. The power play going 0 for 3. Do I think that Dylan Strom is going to be in in the game against the Islanders? I do. I think that it was an experiment. 
uh, at the end of the day to try to put Mantha in. Uh, do I think that Mantha will be in against the Islanders? I'm not so sure. I think that he played a little bit better, but I don't know if he played good enough uh, to find a spot uh, on the on the roster. I just don't think so. Head coach Peter Laviolette explained the decision to sit number 17, emphasizing the need for asset management again. Dylan's played great for us, so he'll be back in there. It's just these are tough decisions. I have to keep a balanced lineup in there. I've got to keep face-off guys in there. I've got to keep penalty kill guys in there. He's done a good job. He'll be back in. Again, I think that ultimately he will be back in in the next game tonight against the Islanders, and I think you'll see that going forward. You saw that with Dylan Strom out of the lineup, the Capitals do not play any better uh, with him out of the lineup. I don't know exactly what they were thinking by thinking, you know, maybe Anthony Mantha is going to give us uh, some better looks. Um, it's It just seems to me like, you know, it was an out there thought. Again, maybe there's some sort of analytics that showed that Dylan Strom didn't play the best against the Flyers. I guess that I really don't know. The discussion of face-off and penalty kill type players hints at the decision to dress Lars Eller, who has been struggling to produce as of late over Strom at center. Eller ranks second among all forwards in shorthanded ice time, and he won six of eight draws on Saturday and leads the team in face-off percentage and wins. <clears throat> so it's a bit of an interesting. Lars Eller, who has seen a bit uh, of a dip of production this season, shall we say. And it's interesting because this is the last year he has he is under contract with the Capitals. I do not anticipate him coming back to this team. I would be most surprised if the Capitals re-sign him to a new deal, considering the players that they have down in Hershey that are waiting for their opportunity. Um, so it, I just don't see that being the case. Connor McMichael comes to mind. I think that Connor McMichael would be a good upgrade over Lars Eller. Um, you know, and you might even see that be the case this season at some point. There is a chance you might see Lars Eller get traded at the trade deadline just so they can get someone in return for him. And I know that's kind of the same, you know, thought process. Well, are they going to get to uh, uh, enough for him um, if they trade him? You know, remember what you said about Anthony Mantha. And I do remember that. The difference is that Anthony Mantha has one more year left on his contract. This is the last year that Lars Eller is under contract with the Capitals. So I do think that it would be in their best interest to try to get something in return for him other than just letting him walk free uh, at the end of the season. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me as far as that goes. There are currently 14 healthy forwards now that Nick Backstrom and Tom Wilson are off the injured reserve and being integrated back into the top six. With Strom out, Anthony got to draw back in after two healthy scratches and ended up with four shots and two hits while leading the team in even strength ice time with 15-01. That's what I'm talking about, about Anthony Mantha. And we'll talk about him a little bit more in the next segment here is, you know, it's easy to to jump to conclusions and say, you know, this player isn't that great because he didn't get any production, you know, the last few games. And I know it's been some time since Anthony Mantha has scored a goal, but it's not just goal scoring. It's the intangibles. It's, you know, how many hits does he have? It's, you know, that kind of thing. It's not just about goal scoring. Obviously, we would love Anthony Mantha to show more up on the score sheet, of course. Sometimes that's just not the way it is. Um, it is what it is, Laviolette said. If we didn't have those players at the beginning of the season, like he talked about those depth players, what you know situation would the Capitals be in? Strom has 31 points in 44 games so far with the Capitals. So 
again, that is my assessment, why I think that you will see Dylan Strom. He brings a lot to the table. Again, I'm not really sure what they were thinking by pulling him out in favor of Anthony Mantha, even though Anthony Mantha has played, you know, in that last game pretty well, all things considered. You know, he didn't play great, shall we say. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who plugs in uh, Monday night as they take on the uh, Islanders. I do anticipate Strom's going to be in there. If Mantha is in there for some reason, who is out? That is the question. Um, you know, it's a tough thing. They might cycle people through. You know, maybe they'll give Sonny Milano his chance of having a night off. It's really too hard to say. I guess we really won't know uh, until morning skate uh, tomorrow or, you know, this morning, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, um, of who's going to be in. Oftentimes, you can tell who's going to be in the game based on, you know, where they're practicing with the team. So I do think that Dylan Strom will be in. Anthony Mantha, I guess I'm not so sure. He played so-so. Maybe they will give another guy his uh, night off so Mantha can try to get another game in there. I guess it remains to be seen. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about Anthony Mantha and what do the Capitals have to do to get back into the win column on a consistent basis. They were playing so well in December. How do they fix this? Let's talk about that next. Online.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and World Cup. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. And guys, even if you're not into betting, you could bet on an upcoming Capitals game like the Capitals take on the Islanders. It makes watching the games that much more. More exciting. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this next segment here, we are going to talk about Anthony Mantha, who was back into the lineup after being a healthy scratch. And Anthony Mantha, like I've said, is a polarizing character. If you listen to everyone talk on Twitter and you listen to him talk on YouTube, there is a lot of negativity aimed towards Anthony Mantha. Some of it I understand. Some of it I don't. I think that people expect uh, NHL players to play great every night that they're out there. Not everyone can be Alex Ovechkin and, and score 100 goals. You know, it's just not the way that it works. Um, you know, and just take a look at some of your favorite players. They struggle with consistency as well. Take a look at Kuznetsov. Um, just uh, take a look at Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, you know, throughout their careers. All of those players have had hot and cold streaks. Um, some of them are just more prone to it than others. Evgeny Kuznetsov, another good example of a player that's very hot and cold. He sometimes has hot and cold half seasons, or in some cases, whole seasons. Uh, what comes to mind is that season where they were talking about trading him, and Tarek Elbashir said that they would love to trade him, but they couldn't get enough for him. And then the following season, he had a record season with the Capitals. So it's about having a healthy perspective as you look at these players. Some, Like I said, sometimes these players are a little bit more prone Two hot and cold streaks, and Mantha is definitely one of those. Mantha finished with four shots, including a nice early breakaway that Carter Hart caught with a blocker and two hits and was a minus one through 17-10. He got time on the second power play unit, and he also led all skaters in even strength ice time at 15-01. So 
when you take a look at him, you know, he didn't, you know, score a hat trick. He didn't do anything that is going to set the Twitter sphere on fire. But all things considered, I think that, you know, he is showing signs of improvement. What are some of the things that Anthony Mantha said? He, he was saying that getting being a healthy scratch for two games was kind of a shot back down to reality or a slap to the face. And, you know, Anthony Mantha is a guy that's been in the league for some time, you know, had a big role with the Red Wings. He's had a big role with the Capitals. So for him to be relegated to uh, the last game that he played before this one, he was on the fourth line and then he was scratched. You know, it's got to be a bit of a humbling experience. Um, but, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't read too much into it. I don't think Anthony Mantha should read too much into it. I think he just needs to continue to work on his game and his consistency. I had one breakaway I wish I had back, Mantha said. Despite the result, Mantha said that the team had a good mentality on the ice today, and it showed in the team hitting 40 shots on net after a few games where the team saw a lull in offense. And um, that's all you can really hope for, is just to keep peppering that goalie with shots. Carter Hart was just dialed in. We had first chances, rebounds, opportunities, and we played really good. I think we made two mistakes, and it was in the back of our net. So there's games like that, Mantha said. I think overall, we have a positive mindset today, even though we didn't come out with the win. Um, and just taking a look at Mantha, through 43 games this season, Mantha has nine goals and 14 assists in 20, for 23 points. He has seen his share of inconsistency this season, which led to the scratch, but he got a chance to show what he can do with this. Strom drawing out on Saturday. He didn't disappoint, though. Head coach Peter Laviolette did say that Strom would be back in soon, uh, hinting at more change coming for Washington as the team dropped three of its last four decisions. Again, that's what I was talking about earlier in the last segment is I don't think that the the change is done. You know what Peter Laviolette is going to do is he's going to keep trying to put this player in, take that player out until he finds the consistency. It took the Capitals a while to find that consistency before it's going to take them a while to find it again. It's, you know, just for me, it's a bit interesting that two huge players um, like uh, Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, you know, you think they would be positive pieces added to this team. You think it would just be make it that much easier. Uh, sometimes it's just a chemistry thing. You know, sometimes players even moving to a different line can kind of shake things up sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. Take a look at Connor Sherry, for example, though he's a guy that can play on the first line through the fourth line and generally kills it on whatever line he's on. It's just a shame that not all players are like Connor Sherry. But in any event, I do think that, you know, I think Strom's in, like I said, and Mantha is a bit of a wait and see. And like Peter Lavulette referred to there, he is not ultimately done tinkering with the lines a little bit, you know, to a certain extent. So the Capitals do have some tough questions to answer as they take on the Islanders Monday night, and then they take on the Wild Tuesday night, a back-to-back. So you can expect Charlie Lindgren to get at least one of those games. And, um, you know, again, uh, there's some negativity coming towards me that I hear about um, Darcy Kemper. You know, why again, why do you keep singing his praises? He's such a horrible goalie. Again, it's the defense in front of him. But Charlie Lindgren will get his opportunity uh, either against the Islanders or against the Wild. 
Um, I just kind of like Charlie Lindgren in the wild game for some reason, just kind of looking how the team matches up. So, you know, I could see why they would probably want to give Darcy Kemper a night off on Monday night. But if I was the head coach, I would probably try to give Charlie a crack with the wild. I guess that ultimately remains up to the goalie coach and uh, Peter Laviolette, but it is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be interesting at morning skate on Monday to see ultimately who is in the lineup and who is uh, skating with the, uh, extra player, shall we say. And then we'll know a little bit more from there, draw into focus. Um, as you see certain players kind of bouncing up and down the lineup, the lines keep changing a little bit. Uh, you know, ultimately, where does Nick Backstrom fit in? Is he going to be the top line center? Is he going to be the second line center? Um, and then Tom Wilson, will he reclaim his role as the top line right wing at some point? Um, I guess it remains to be seen. Again, I think that they're going to keep uh, moving things around until they find that magic fit, you know, where they can start winning games consistently. Like I talked about earlier, it took them, you know, a few months to find what fit. And then you saw what happened in December. They kept winning and winning and winning, and they shot up the standings in the Metro. That's what they got to do again. It's just going to take some time. And Capitals fans, you will have to be patient. Um, I just hope it doesn't take you know too long so they end up losing uh, any ground that they made up. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Homie, and I'll talk to you again next time.